Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast with Bryce Johnson. It's a show that unpacks sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. Enjoy inspiring conversations and thought-provoking interviews. You'll hear stories from people that will inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Now, from the Unpacking It studios in Charlotte, North Carolina, uniting sports fans everywhere, here is Bryce Johnson. Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast, where we unpack sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. I'm Bryce Johnson. Hope you're doing great today. Be sure to check out our website, unpackingit.com. While you're there, be sure to subscribe to our weekday email devotional. We call it Unpack This. It's a quick thought about sports, faith, and life delivered to your email inbox each weekday for free. So subscribe on unpackingit.com. Also, if you are a Charlotte listener or nearby Charlotte, we have an exciting March Madness viewing party coming up on March 19th at Dilworth Grill. So come hang out with the Unpacking It community from 12 to 3. You can swing by for 15 minutes, 20 minutes, an hour, a couple hours, whatever you're uh, able to do with your schedule. We'll be watching the games. We'll have free appetizers available to you. You can also order lunch and, and just hang out. We'll have a contest going on as well. Uh, so be sure to check out unpackingit.com and you can find out all the details. And we just ask you to RSVP, free event, but just RSVP. And do want to thank Dilworth Neighborhood Grill for partnering with us on this event. And they're a wonderful restaurant, delicious food, great atmosphere, really good setup uh, inside their restaurant. And so we'll have a private area and it's going to be a sweet afternoon. So hopefully you'll be a part of that. And then also... We have a March Madness fundraiser going on, and basically you fill out your bracket, you donate $10, and we're going to have some awesome prizes, and anyone can do this. So go to unpackingit.com slash March, and of course the brackets come out on Sunday, uh, but you can already donate and and get set up uh, right now. So unpackingit.com slash March. It's the Unpacking It March Madness bracket fundraiser and uh should be a lot of fun you can support the ministry support this podcast and uh maybe win some prizes so check it out and appreciate the support there all right we got a really cool guest today you see him on espn especially uh this time of year with uh, college basketball in full swing and he's calling the sec tournament games this week it's jimmy dykes let's jump right in to our conversation with him about his new book the film doesn't Intriguing lie. guests and inspiring conversations. This is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. And joining us now is Jimmy Dykes. He's a follower of Jesus, a husband, father, ESPN college basketball analyst, former basketball coach, and the author of the new book, The Film Doesn't Lie, Evaluating Your Life One Play at a Time. Jimmy, thanks so much for joining us. How are you? Man, I, I am doing great. It's March Madness upon us. Uh, my, my book has been out now for about a week. Uh, things are really good in my life. I'm, I'm, I'm 
very blessed. Very blessed and uh, very thankful to be on with you today. Awesome. Well, we're, we're glad to have you, and, and I know I'm excited about March Madness, and I, every time this time of year comes around, I always have to figure out, okay, what's my viewing strategy and, and how, when will I be able to watch games and that sort of thing. So for you, as an analyst, you, you, you have the SEC uh, games this week on ESPN, but then, of course, Turner and CBS takes over games. So what is your viewing process like during the month of March? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like everybody else. I've become a fan for the most part because, like you said, at ESPN, we do, it seems like, all of the games during the regular season and conference tournament play, and then we pass that tournament off to CBS and their family and networks. So I've become a fan, kind of like everybody else, and then we have responsibilities you know, on uh, radio shows and studio shows and things like that to stay on top of it. But uh, it's a, man, what a, what a crazy March Madness, it seems like it's going to be because the regular season's been so uncertain. So, I, man, I'm like everybody else. I, I fill out a bracket, but <laughs> your guess is as good as mine. And I live in the weeds of college basketball, but I'm telling you, you're better off just picking by the school color as much as anything when it comes down to it. Man, well, it seems like we say it every year, but, but is this year even different than, than what we've seen in the last handful of years, just as far as the uncertainty going in? It is. I mean, we've seen it throughout the regular season. We've seen it in conference play, really all across the country. Just you don't know from one night to the next. We've seen massive comebacks. Seems like on a regular basis, uh, we were all over the place. It seems like for the national player of the year, you, know, you make a strong case for five or six or seven different different guys, and normally that's not the case. Normally it's it's a one or two horse race, and same way with the national coach of the year. So I, I think it's been one of the most fascinating, memorable college basketball season that we've had in a long, long time. And I have nothing that tells me that what remains in our conference tournaments across the country right now, and certainly that NCAA tournament, would just be must-watch TV. And I'm, I'm like everybody else. I, I, I can't wait to be a part of it this week, covering it for ESPN in Nashville for the SEC, and then sitting back and enjoying it like everyone else for three weeks. Oh, it's great. I'll have three TVs going and, and I'm fired up. So it's going to going to be a fun, fun month for sure. Well, I'm excited about your your new book and, and, and really want to, to dive in a little bit to some of the concepts in it. And and let's start with the inspiration and the timing and the theme of the book. How did it all come together and, and how did God really guide you into what this book ended up becoming? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. It started probably two off seasons ago uh, during the summer. I'm I'm pretty much off. I have some responsibilities. I do a lot of speaking at uh, companies and corporations and churches and a lot of things like that in the off season. But I really just started writing a couple of two summers ago, and then uh, had a literary agent take a hold of it and said, "Man, I I, I want to represent you." And then quickly uh, this past summer, it became a pu- I got a publishing deal, and they gave me about sixty days to finish the project, and oh. I was. I wasn't quite halfway through the book, probably, but I just really followed my heart initially, not knowing what God was going to do with what I was putting down in, in writing, but just knew that I had a had a, a a calling on my life, a burden on my life to really start sharing what God had taught me through just the, the my, my walk with Him mm. and how that had grown and changed over the last five or six years, and the, the just the the blessings I've had with my job at ESPN and coming out of coaching and back into ESPN. So um, the theme of the book is pretty much what this what what, what the title is: "A Film Doesn't Lie." So I I take the readers behind the scenes of, of what it's like to be in a film room at the NBA or college level or professional football level, 
the importance that we place as coaches on evaluating a film with our players and getting real truth and real change and real growth comes from those film sessions. So I introduced that, that uh, right off the top of the book. And then we start digging into nine or 10 key areas in our lives. I think we all need to look at, we need to evaluate. We need to see how that aligns up with God's word. We need to see how our actions align up with what we say we believe Mm. and really let God just uh, kind of be our coach you know, for the period of time that we've worked through that book and, and uh, really take a hard time to create space in our heart, which I think it's really hard to do these days with all that's coming at us, mm. to find that quiet time with him as we work through a, a, a book or a reading and let him speak to us about where we really are. So it was really challenging to my heart to, read, to, to write the book, because as you write on topics like forgiveness and the power of your words and how you're using your words and life balance and non-negotiables and all the things that I go through, it caused, it caused me to dive deeper into how I'm really doing in those areas. Yeah. I know I, I, I'm confident it will challenge the reader as well. Wow. No, I love it. I love the whole concept of it and, and the actual, you know, act of self-evaluation I think is so valuable and the way you lay it out is, is excellent. And I'm curious though, how do you, and then how do you encourage uh, readers to get to that point of even being willing to self-evaluate? And, and what's kind of the process to even take that, that step to say, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll go through some of these areas of my life, but to be, even be willing to do that. And I guess a couple of things that come to mind, I'm curious your thoughts on brokenness, humility, and then just the, the willingness to do it. Yeah, I, I think that's it. I think it's, I think it's being honest with yourself and, and saying, you know, I, I want to make sure that I'm intentional about how I live my life. And I want to be intentional about aligning my life the best I can with God's written word. And I think the only way you can get an accurate um, focal point of where you are on that stuff is to man, take the time to, to work through it and evaluate it. And those film sessions, a coach with their players, they can, they can be tough. They can be a hard watch, you know, always, you know, always, just like this book, always emphasizing the good that's going on in your life and making sure you stay on those paths, but understanding, I, you know what, I, I've, I've slipped away over here. I, I'm not nearly as accountable in this area of my life as I want to be or need to be. Uh, so I, but I just think that's when real change and real growth occurs, man, when you just get completely transparent with who you are as a person and where God wants us to be in our walk with him. And that's the only time I've really had true, meaningful growth and change in my life is when I've just gotten one-on-one with him, with his word, and, and him, him guiding me and speaking to me about certain areas, and then making the choice to be obedient. And I write a whole chapter at the end of the book on obedience and the importance of that. And uh, so I, I, I just, I've gotten great feedback already from a lot of people across the country that have said, man, this book speaks directly to me. I think it's an, it's an easy read because you can understand from talking to me right now, I, I ain't using a lot of big words. Like I'm a pretty <laughs> simple, normal guy. I didn't go to any type of theological seminary or anything like that, but I, God's written word has changed my life. Uh, it's an easy read, but it's a challenging read at the same time, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. The the, the simplicity of it and and just being down to earth and relatable is is the key part of it. And, and I'm curious, too, so the concept of, of watching film and, and looking at our own life and evaluating it, 
how do you then also balance the idea of looking to Jesus and evaluating kind of the, his game film, so to speak, and and how do those tie together? And how do you not get so self focused or where you're so inward, you know, without recognizing him? So how, how do you kind of navigate that that aspect of it? I touched on it in the book um, several times throughout that the real change comes from the power of Jesus in your life. That that's where real lasting change occurs. And if you try to uh, attack anything in life, I think just off of your own willpower, your own fortitude, your own strength, it's going to be a short race because we're, as you know, we are, and we are so limited in what we can do in our own fleshly power. And by the grace of God and by his love for us, he changes us. He changes our heart. Mm. And I, I, I'm pretty direct in the book about that aspect of it. Um, but that's, that's, that's the truth. I think the, the I know the book is written founded on the truth of God mm. and what he's done in my life, what I've seen him do in other people's lives. And so I think the readers will enjoy the, oh, just the, the inside conversations that I've had with people like Mike Krzyzewski and Roy Williams and Gus Malzahn, the head football coach at Auburn, John Calipari, different college players, NBA players, just conversations I've had with them or stories I've come across that kind of get us to that lesson in life. Mm. And then looking at it scripturally and how, to, how does that all line up and, and uh, how that should lead us. So um, it's a, to answer your question, I guess it's just do you want to be intentional and create a quiet space in your heart and, and read something that can bring change into your life or don't you? And, and some people won't. I, I understand that. But I think there's a real thirst, a real hunger, and a real need in our society right now from all walks of life to just pause every now and then and just see, man, where am I? Where, where am I really at in mm. some of these crucial areas? Ah, so good. The book is called The Film Doesn't Lie. He's Jimmy Dykes, and it's all about evaluating your life one play at a time. And, and I know you, you talk about submission. And, and so what does that look like daily for you when you're really submitting to the Lord and, and, and understanding what you know, surrendering means and, and just how important that is to, to do that each day. Yeah, I think it's it's how I start my morning, you know, the intentions of setting my heart and placing God in the right spot in my life. Um, I know in the chapter of, I talk about are your non-negotiables negotiable, which they should not be. They mm. should be non-negotiable. And one of those things for me, you know, I've got a cool job with ESPN, those four letters, open a lot of doors for me and give me a great platform, but I'm just a normal, I'm just a normal guy, man, with a wife that I'm responsible for loving and leading and a 14 year old daughter and a 16 year old dog. And that's, I mean, I'm just a normal guy that God's given a great platform to, but we never leave our home in the mornings without praying together as a family. Like mm. we just refuse to do it. Wow. And we started it a couple of years ago and I think it's, it's really grown, um, in our dependence on him every day when we just say, Lord, we need you, man, we need you in all these areas of our life and, and giving God the proper place in our home. And that's the first priority in our life each day. And we, and we show that we don't just say it, we show that, uh, it, it's, it's really changed the dynamic of our family at that time. It's a, it's a, it's a precious time to us when in the beginning it might have felt a little awkward and maybe as a dad or as a mom, you're not comfortable praying out loud with your family, not over them or for them, but with them. But I just know that, you know, we're responsible for the tone that we set in our home as a dad. 
and as a husband and my daughter, uh, she's going to be attracted to her future husband, uh, looking for the qualities that she saw in me as a dad growing up. And that's a huge, huge responsibility for dads mm. to understand that. And if what they want in their daughter is someone who's, you know, pursuing God with all they have and not, not perfect by any means, but at least understanding who the perfect one is in our life. Uh, then I think you have to, I think you have to show that man on a day-to-day basis. So, um, that's, that's probably about as good example or as transparent as I can be, uh, to answer your question. Yeah, no, that, that's excellent. And, and I'm a, a new dad of a seven month old daughter. And so, uh, that definitely resonates with me and, and even saw in the book that, that you talk about praying for your daughter's future husband and, and something that I've already implementing myself and, and, can uh, can even relate to recently thinking about, okay, if I want my daughter to have this kind of husband, I need to make sure I'm that kind of husband to my own wife, <laughs> you know? So Absolutely. It, it was kind of uh, convicting even as I was looking at my daughter thinking about that. So um, I, I guess kind of final thought, where are you at kind of in the, the stage of life with your daughter and kind of your role uh, with her right now? Because she's a, she's a teenager, right? Yes. Yeah, it's... Uh... You know, I, I'm very intentional about the, the time that I have with her outside of my work. My, you know, my, my family time is my family time. I don't let much get in the way of that. And I have great open conversations with her. I started when she was little. Like I, when she was 10, 11 years old on those daddy-daughter dates, I would talk to her about one of these days. It'll be someone else mm. that's out on a date with her. And this is the process we'll go through when we get there. The conversations I'll have with any boy that ever has interest in taking her out before they ever, before they ever leave. And my uh, responsibility as a man in her life, as her dad is to protect her and to guide her and love her. And and all that takes place until we pass them off to that guy that God has for them in their marriage. So uh, I think the key is, you know, being just completely real and open with your kids and, and letting them see that you're not perfect and seeing that you make mistakes, but for them to see that, man, your, your, your heart is centered on Jesus and, and that's how we that's how we're building our life together as a family and that's how you're leading your life uh as 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 a man in front of her so um it's a you know it's it's a book that i know will touch a lot of people uh i've had a 9-year-old grandmother say that how much it's impacted her and I have a 19-year-old college boy i think there's something in that book for everyone even if you're not a strong strong believer in your faith right now or not even don't even have a faith mm. I would just say, man, pick up the book and give it a try and just and just see how God speaks to you. I think God's going to speak to everyone differently and will and will really emphasize something in that book for someone where they are and where he wants to get our attention. I love it. The book is called The Film Doesn't Lie. Jimmy Dykes, man, thanks so much for writing this book and, and thanks so much for coming on the podcast today to, to share about it and wish you the best with the SEC uh, conference tournament this week and enjoy the, the rest of the madness uh, here in March. Yeah, thanks for having me. Your, your listeners can go to my website, CoachJimmyDykes.com. They can order the book there. Um, we're going to give away a free trip to the Final Four, the 2020 Final Four. Uh, on that website, and, and you can purchase the book there. And obviously, any any of those bookstores online, Barnes and Noble, Amazon, they all have it right now. And uh, I just think it'd be a great self investment for people. And I, I really, really appreciate you having me on. Absolutely, the the foreword by Reese Davis is excellent as well. So uh, so check out the book. The film doesn't lie, Jimmy. Thanks so much. We'll we'll definitely catch up again. 
Yeah, anytime. Thank you very much. Awesome. Thanks a lot. There's Jimmy Dykes. Intriguing guests and inspiring conversations. This is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. He's Jimmy Dykes. Man, that guy is awesome. Uh, he's got a deep faith and really excited about this book. I'm actually going to read this book and uh, have just kind of gotten it going a little bit. But the, uh, the foreword by Reese Davis is awesome. And, uh, and so I'm going to dive into this book and looking forward to it. Uh, some of the, the chapters, you know, I think they're just great topics to consider. He writes about commitment, forgiveness, toughness, balance. Are your non-negotiables negotiable? Guard your heart. Partial obedience is not obedience. And this whole concept of kind of evaluating on our own game film, improving growth, I think it's part of the, the faith journey that we're on. That if we're, if we're just staying still, we're, we're missing out on all that God wants to do in us and through us because he wants us to grow and become more like him. He wants us to represent his character and reflect his character. And let's face it, if we're more joyful, if we're more forgiving, life is better. We're better people when we're filled with grace and forgiveness and joy and peace. Like, we want that. We desire that. But it takes the effort and the intentionality that Jimmy was talking about to really evaluate, okay, where am I at in my marriage? Where am I at as a dad? Where am I at at work? And, and I think we oftentimes you know, sit in those meetings maybe at, at work and our boss is evaluating where we're at, but how often do we evaluate ourselves and really the most important things in our life? How are we evaluating, okay, how am I giving my money? How am I spending my time? How am I pouring into other people? Evaluating, am I an encourager? Am I someone that does what he says? When I commit to something, do I actually commit to it? Am I selfish? What areas of my life am I selfish? And and so it's looking at the game film. It really is. It's 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 looking in God's word, and then that kind of reflects, okay, ooh, that's a commandment. I'm falling there. I'm not really, you know, that doesn't, uh, that doesn't play out in my life. And, oh, Jesus, wow, he's humble. And, ooh, these areas of life, I'm not that humble. So it's that process. It's that daily process of really, you know, looking, looking to the cross and re- recognizing that we are broken, we need grace, that Jesus is the, the perfect sacrifice, the perfect example. He walked this earth. He showed us the way. And, and he wants us to come along, you know, follow him and become more like him. And so we are, we are broken, but we can become more like him as we seek after him and as we evaluate and as we look to improve. And don't try to do it in our own strength either. That's the key. We can't just you know, snap our fingers and, all right, now I'm more, I'm more humble and I'm, I'm more joyful. It's reflecting on God's Word. It's meditating on Scripture, taking the necessary steps that we need to in order to, to improve. And, you know, for, for me, I've mentioned this a few times, but I, I started swimming this year. I evaluated my life and realized my physical health is not good. And, and what, what are some of the consequences of that? I'm more easily stressed, angered, overwhelmed, because I, I don't have that, that release. And, and I'm not, you know, getting my heart pumping in that, in that way. And so swimming has been a great you know, effort for me. And, and honestly, I had to take the first step just to sign up to become a member of the Y. And that was like a big deal. I had to go over there and sign up and join the Y. Um, but it, it came from, you know, evaluating my life. Where am I going? Do I want to be 
out of shape and and not being able to keep up with my child or kids, you know, moving forward? And am I going to be, you know, not looking like I was looking at, I looked at a picture at the end of the year and I go, yikes, I barely fit in that sport coat. It's not good. It's not a good look. I don't even want to post that picture. Um, if you can't post it on Instagram, then it's not a good picture, right? So uh, I had to evaluate that and make those steps. And then, you know, spiritually speaking, there's, there's plenty of issues and, and things that I, I want to just surrender to the Lord and, and ask Him to change me. And, and it takes getting away by myself and, and truly reflecting and looking at the game film. So I love Jimmy Dyke's concept. I love, I love this, this book and, uh, and, and looking forward to, to reading it. So encourage you to do the same and, and would love to hear your thoughts on this topic. And also, if you do get the book, what you end up learning from the book. So, man, March Madness is here. Are you ready? I know I'm ready. My, my team right now I'm rolling with is Gonzaga. Like, I feel good about Duke. I'm a Duke fan, but I think, I think it's finally Gonzaga's year. I'm probably going to pick them to win it all. So, uh, so if you, if you join the, the unpacking it, uh, fundraiser, uh, bracket fundraiser, I'm going to, I'm going to enter my own bracket and uh, I think I'm going Gonzaga. So you can go someone else. You can pick someone else. I also feel like Michigan state, they're going to get hot. Like they're already, this is what they do. They kind of, they flow, they fly under the radar for a little while. And then when March hits, they get hot and they play well. And I feel like they're going to do it again. So those are a few teams I'm keeping my eye on. But enjoy the conference tournaments and then, of course, uh, the, con- the, the big NCAA tournament as well. Uh, check out our website, unpackingit.com. we got a lot going on there uh, as well. Thanks to Jimmy Dykes. Man, good stuff. Thanks for listening. I'm Bryce Johnson. I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sins. He was resurrected. And through faith, I have been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well. And I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Have a great rest of your day. And we'll talk to you next time right here on the Unpacking It podcast. For more information about the show, our events, and other resources, visit unpackingit.com. That's U-N-P-A-C-K-I-N-I-T.com. We hope you are encouraged, inspired, and challenged by what you heard today. To support our show and Unpacking It Ministries with a financial gift, visit unpackingit.com slash donate. We look forward to unpacking sports, faith, and life with you again next week.